tie for petty rant number 37,000. No, wait, I'm up. If you had add them all up through real life rants, but this is the 26th time I've recorded one on this podcast, Solid 60. So welcome to that. My name is Patrick. I'm just going to run through a few things, mostly the article. I'm a week late on this particular episode. I'm going to do another one pretty soon after it, hopefully today, if things go well. It is Monday, the 1st of October. Uh, 2018 so I'm due to have 27 but uh, that's going to happen in a couple of hours again assuming everything goes well I still need to write most of a uh, Comic-Con wrap-up article I might briefly mention that but I'll probably leave that for the next episode outcomes positive generally nothing too uh, outrageous let's go with this episode it's going to be mostly all about the September (laughs) Uh, that I started in August article uh, Beyond the Con. So it took a month, but I got there. I had some weird delays at the end when all the photos I was adding in got completely spiked because the WordPress site locked me out midway through adding them. And I freaked out. I was like, hey, I was just about to add this. I wanted it done before the Comic-Con. So anyone that happened to talk to me over the weekend, and I'd be like, hey, Beyond Cosplay... They would go to the website and maybe see the article. You know, just a couple of clicks here and there. It all adds up, apparently, just to get some awareness out. And they might go looking for their photo, but at least they'll see the article and and go for one thing, get devoted to something else and hopefully have some fun. But uh, either way, I'm still keeping it really low on the expectation front. It's a blog. It's barely a scrap above Tumblr. I mean, it would probably get more hits on Tumblr, but I'm just like, this is the avenue that I have. It's getting paid for. And speaking of that, I'm not paying for it at the moment. It's the other site admin, who is the only person at this current time for a while who's been able to get into it. I don't think I'll mention a name because it got deleted last time I did on on the Banana Split podcast when there was another drama with the same person. And since that time, it's been pretty awkward. Uh, I never thought an internet drama would get so twisted out of control, but there it is. It's been probably a year and it's just gotten worse and worse uh, in terms of communication and any reasonable effort at understanding where the other person is coming from and I'm totally blaming everyone else Uh, if I could have maybe been more proactive to try and sit down and talk in person or something but it's just not been conducive to that like it's not someone I run across in fact the first time I saw them was since all that was yesterday uh, afternoon and that was for about 12 seconds and only because I made myself quite obvious. Like I had to call their name out, like, hey, come over here, I'm right here, as they walk by, because I'm pretty sure I'd been spotted. But they were just like, I'm gonna try and sneak by. I'm like, look, I really need to sort this out because I'd put a bit of effort into the article. I'm the only one pretty much running the page, Beyond Cosplay, uh, on the Facebook end of it and contributing to the website side of it Uh, so to have someone else in control of that but not actively doing anything about it and being the only person apparently up till now I thought who could fix things when they went wrong such as being locked out of WordPress yeah that was a bit awkward to be like well they don't want to talk to me but they're the only person that can make this thing happen apparently and that's all I wanted to to hear was that yeah I'm getting onto it and none of that was forthcoming. So like all I got yesterday was a, was a brief sort of oh, I'm still busy something mumbled I didn't quite hear what was said but it was basically a brush off. Uh, 
So to come on today and log in and to find it working, I don't know why I logged in. I just thought, hey, I'll give it a try. I really need to get this happening because now I've got to do the uh, Comic-Con wrap-up. And it, it just logged in. So I was like, hey, sweet. Got into the group chat, said, hey, thanks for that. Sweet. Would have been good to know that it was working because I probably would have got on a bit earlier this morning. I just, my first sleep in, in, in months, I got to chill in bed with the cat jumped in. He was just lying there. He's got this weird blanket that he just licks. It's a bit disturbing, but he looks so comfortable. It's hard to, um, like he's just an utter cat heaven. I think I sprayed it with catnip once and it somehow lasted. And he just rolls around in this little, tiny little blanket, blissing out and it's really cute. So I sat there reading Reddit and I thought, all right, I've got to get up and do things. Had some Sultana brand. God, I think I get a bowl a week out of that thing. And then there's four boxes of Crunchy Nut sitting up there. I'm pretty sure two of them are about to expire. Uh, that's what happens when you get up at four in the morning. You don't have time for cereal, so the weekend's pretty much when that happens. And that's how you get like multiple boxes just sitting there expiring. It's pretty stressful. Uh, speaking of bad food, my backup fridge died a few days ago, so we should probably have a ceremony for that. Or just call the council to come and pick it up because uh, apparently we get 20 of those a year or something and we never use them. There's a mattress, there's a bunch of crap that has to go on there, out the front, so... Be good to set that up. Though knowing how lazy we are, like we haven't changed a light bulb in the kitchen for about six months. We've been using torches to cook dinner. To be fair, if it was a normal light bulb, it wouldn't be such an issue. But it's one of those long ass bar halogen things and you have to get the... It's got this really heavy plastic cover and we don't know how to get it off. We don't have a chair that will sit there underneath it to allow us to reach the thing and then God knows how to get the thing off. It'll shower us in dust and God knows what else, dead bugs. Uh, it's too scary. How many hipster nerds does it take to change a light bulb? More, obviously more than these two. For now, it's just gonna be status quo. But yeah, also the backup fridge, that the first one we had, might have bought a bunch of furniture from a guy down the road covered in his children's uh, stickers from all sorts of silly games and things cartoons it looks like basically a uh, a toy shop threw up on it with all the stickers in their invent inventory and it's been kind of an eyesore since we had it but it was like hey we can stick some frozen stuff in there that won't fit in the main fridge once we got that no idea that it had died i don't know how long it had been sitting there but at least three boxes of sausage rolls and ice cream and some other ready meals just gathering mold wasn't a pretty sight when i opened that door finally so but now we know it all got binned uh, which reminds we have to take that out today it is monday we missed it last week can't have that happen too often i just paid the rent as well i think i'd missed a week so i've got to get back on top of that it's always frustrating because when you see your savings build up you're like yeah maybe i can pay off that car this year 2018 it's going to happen I'm going to achieve something. A goal was met. Yeah, not so much. I just had to take out maybe a grand in cash, half of that for the cosplay repairs to my suit, because this guy ain't cheap. I mean, he seems to know what he's doing. can't remember the name of his cosplay shop, but his name is, personally, Adam or something, Hannigan. I got a link to him through, I think it was Jason Tully, and he's about half an hour, 40 minutes drive away in... Pennant Hills and he knows what he's doing he got my knees fixed and I don't know if he'll get to the point where or if I'll find someone to fix the straps he sure knew how to patch up some resin 
So even though he seems to work mostly with metal and wood, he's just one of those guys that can fix anything. So, but yeah, thirty-five bucks an hour plus materials, it adds up. But that's what you got to do. I mean, it will get me into the old uh, packs for the first time. It's it's going to cost way more than it would have just for the tickets. But you know, you got to take any advantages you can get. And either way, I would have had to fix the armor at some point because once you've spent five grand, you got to do whatever you can to keep it running. It's like owning a Bugatti Veyron. Those $15,000 wheels, that's all just part of the package. You're not, after spending a million dollars on a car, you're going to be up for some mild running costs. Speaking of which, I mean, I know that from listening to a YouTube channel called VinWiki, which I recommend very highly. It could be a podcast because it's pretty much just a guy sitting there telling a story, usually about 10 minutes long. There's one guy who hosts it mainly. I can't remember his name, but he is just incredible. You can tell why he's a salesman. He's honest, he seems to have integrity, he's got a good sense of humor, and he just tells the best story. Uh, there's a couple of other guys that are quite good, but this guy rules. Uh, all you have to do is go to VinWiki, and I think he tells like 80% of the stories. It might be his website, because he keeps mentioning uh, that that's what he ended up starting. Uh, and they rent out exotic cars and sell and buy all sorts of weird and wonderful autos. So, And, and the story of how he got there, and all the different adventures they had along the way and weird and wonderful customers they've met you wouldn't think would be as compelling as it is but the way he tells it and um, if you're into cars it helps because you can see their passion for what they do and that just enhances the whole love for that world i get sidetracked again i was going to talk about the article so i'll go back to that i'll have i have it uh, sitting here just go through this welcome to the 12th edition of beyond the con I hadn't written as the September edition, but obviously that no longer applies. And it's good to not have it nailed down to like a month, I think, because then people will come across it on the uh, website a few months later and be put off. Be just like, well, this is old. I don't need to read this. Whereas if it's just numbered, that means it might have a bit more relevancy later on. Because you can still go, look, these heroes in the 12th issue are still... It's not like they were only a hero that month. They've been a hero all the way up to then. It just popped up in the news somehow for me to see that month. The same for the villains. I mean, a lot of... Usually the villains did something really shitty that month, especially this one. But they still stand for all time as being shitty people. So with that in mind, let's go to the first hero. Not a glamorous one, but one I really think deserves a nod. That's Hugh Maguire, the founder of LibriVox and the Rebus Foundation. This champion of free speech and literature has been working on building a library of free audiobooks. And this, again, is why I do this. I can fix some spelling that I only seem to see when I read it out loud. Another grammar. Mistakes. So he's been doing that and other resources since 2005. See? He's been around a while. I don't. This only popped up because of a post on Reddit. Uh, so there's nothing particularly special that's happened recently i just wanted to celebrate him i've been meaning to record a chapter or a book for the for the site god knows when i get time but uh it seems like a worthy cause he employs the services of volunteers from around the globe to participate in recording works each book is divided up into chapters and each person records one chapter which usually ends up being about 20 or 30 minutes of audio most of the volunteers are amateurs who just want to contribute to the project, which has so far amassed more than 12,000 audiobooks. I should probably add a comma. Which they source from Project Gutenberg, which is like an online thing that provides free access to over 57,000 novels. 
The aim of LibriVox is to one day have an audiobook for every ebook available online. After only 13 years in the business, LibriVox has shown some impressive numbers, and at this rate, the speed of which content is being produced, at which, will only increase. The Rebus Foundation focuses on providing free textbooks to students, and given the high cost of paying for some of them, this is a worthy goal indeed. That last sentence really, like oversimplifies the rebus thing but trying to keep this quick because uh the amount of time it took me to write it just kept getting longer and longer like there's six heroes and villains each like it's insane next hero good old aiden vasquez a 10 year old boy who did the unthinkable he stood up to his bullies at his california high school by not fighting back or calling for a teacher or joining in the trend of coming back to school the next day with an ar-15 no this plucky little guy simply stood there and took it like it was some kind of pre-teen gang initiation. He claims he was inspired by the Star Wars Foundation, sorry, franchise, and more specifically the Jedi philosophy of non-compliance through peaceful means. I told my mum, I got it from Star Wars, that it's not the Jedi way. Now, I must have been watching different movies, as I recall plenty of fighting back with laser swords and blasters in every single iteration of the tales from a long, long time ago. Still, there are merits to the tactic if you stick at it. Just ask Gandhi and Martin Luther King. Okay, both were ultimately assassinated, but their movements largely achieved their goals. The British left India and segregation in the South ended. Fingers crossed that the attention brought up to the bullying of this kid, brought up, no, just brought to the bullying of this kid and others at his Riverside High School by the media and Luke Skywalker himself has an impact on the knuckleheads who think it's cool to beat up smaller kids for their lunch money. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to change. That gives me hope that my son still hasn't encountered any bullying in real life. And his mum's pretty good at keeping him off the internet, so hopefully that stays the case. By the time he comes across it, he'll just be like, yeah, I don't need this in my life. You guys, come on, can do better. Like he's been, you know, basically can handle it. I should add some tags, cosplay. I don't know why that one, because I don't think there's a lot of cosplay in this article. Oh yeah, there's one. Coming up in the zeros. Hero number three. While he may not be on our screens as much as he used to, that doesn't mean this father and Hollywood star is just sitting around enjoying the high life. No, sir. Since 2009, he's been the driving force behind the Thorn Digital Defenders of Children, the easier said than done task of deterring the sexual exploitation of children. The actor admits, I have a hard time talking about this issue without being emotional. Well, that's fair enough. He only uses that emotion to fuel more investment and innovation in trying to find ways to combat a problem as old as time itself. One that his organization will help one day become a thing of the past. Gee, that's the whole one that will one day thing. I'm not sure that works. All right, so now it's one that his organization will help make a thing of the past. It's a bit simpler, isn't it? What we do at our core is we build technology to fight sexual exploitation of children which are explained you can roll up your sleeves and go try to be like a hero and go save one person or you can build a tool that allows one person to save a lot of people last year alone it disrupted 6608 perpetrators encouraged over 140,000 individuals seeking child abuse material to get help and rescued 108 children from unsafe situations and educated 3.5 million teens for its stop sextortion campaign in my eyes you can make a thousand more horrible movies like Dude Where's My Car and it will still be one of the greatest heroes Hollywood ever produced. Hero number four, Daniel Radcliffe. 
So, this isn't quite Tom Hardy or Benedict Cumberbatch territory where he fought off thieves. Another bystander drove after the culprits and ran them down with his car. But hey, it's goddamn Harry Potter. So even if he just comforted the victim after they were stabbed in the face and worst of all had their Louis Vuitton bag stolen, it still counts, right? Yeah, it was a bit... It was a bit of a surreal moment, Vidachat said, the guy who pursued the scooter-riding thieves. I said, you're Daniel Radcliffe, and he replied, I am. He was a really nice bloke. A lot of stars wouldn't have stopped to help. The victim was very, very shaken up. I should say so. He was bleeding profusely from his face, and those bags are like thousands of pounds. I hope he at least got a selfie with Radcliffe himself. This real-life Batman, so hero number five, Zach Mihaljevic. I can see why he changed his name to Batman. Uh, he's been working with the Make-A-Wish Foundation for a long time and recently stepped in to help out young Luke Stevenson meet his hero. He escorted him down to the Batcave itself, handily located underneath St. James Station in an abandoned subway tunnel. The Joker turned up to share the cake and it was all caught on camera by a local news crew. That's seven nightly news. Got a photo of him looking quite uh, spiffy as Batman standing there with the reporter. He has a decent sized beard which uh, somehow still doesn't detract too much from the costume it's just like bearded Batman I'm sure there's been one or two in the comics history so why not uh, if I was a purist I'd probably shave it but uh, given how cool it looks uh, when he's not wearing the mask on or off hey you can't blame the guy Zack sorry <clears throat> Batman then took Luke for a ride in his replica Batmobile an experience I'm sure neither will forget for a long time Make-A-Wish has over 700 children on their books waiting for their wish to be granted. Batman, along with other heroic volunteers, will continue to do their best to put a smile on every single little face. I do need to put a photo in of the car, so I'll do that now, even though it's very thin on the ground in terms of riding. So I'll grab a shot of the car, because I'm all like, yeah, you took him for a ride, and then there's no shot of the car itself. There's a couple there on his 1989 Batmobile for hire, uh, Facebook page. That's where I'm going to take a photo from. I, I've looked at a couple. They're all a bit blurry so far. He's not very discerning about which ones he posts because I think a lot of them are just shared from different events that he's been to. Uh, I like this one. But then I also like that one. There's definitely a few good shots and there's a whole bunch of like press cuttings and things like that but none are actually from the event that I'm talking about. But not always make a wish like schools, bring him in, fates, any kind of fundraising type adventure so I'll go back and use this one it's parked on grass which is apparently a no-no for a car shoot it, it captures the whole thing it's a third quarter perspective and that's my favorite kind so in it goes I can't remember the exact term for that you know you can see the front the side at a side angle so I'm trying to paste the image URL why is that not working let's try one more time and we're good. Christ. Um, it's funny, when I go and then preview how this is going to look on the website, it always just looks like some eight-year-old got a hold of, like, Squarespace or some kind of, well, WordPress, you know. But yeah, I don't know. It's all about content over form. Or function over, I don't know. It just, the, the, I, I think the writing's almost there, but we're a long way from getting the slick Kotaku-style look that I want. But uh, that will take a lot more time and money than I have right now to invest in so I'll just keep plugging along until either we find someone who's got the energy and willingness to help us out or I can somehow afford to 
and pay someone. But until then, we'll just, uh, you know, it's all practice. I'll just focus on the writing and the other stuff will hopefully just fall in place. Uh, but yeah, back to it. Hero number six, the last hero of number 12 in the Beyond the Con annals. So, yeah, Harrison Ford, his recent speech at a conference, a rallying cry and an attack against ignorant politicians ahead of the U.S. midterm elections. Elect leaders who believe in science, he urged voters. The comments are similar to ones he made last year, just after President Trump pulled the U.S. out of the Paris Climate Accord. We've got people in charge of important shit who don't believe in science. He warned us at the time. I can't do a Harrison Ford, so you'll just have to hear that my voice is slightly different from my own, but it's certainly not anything like his. That's fine. Stop, for God's sake, the denigration of science. Stop giving power to people who don't believe in science. Or worse than that, pretend they don't believe in science for their own self-interest. They know who they are. We know who they are. Calling climate change the greatest moral crisis of our time, he cautions that unless something changes, and soon, those least responsible will bear the greatest costs. Great words from a fine actor who does all that he can to save the world both on and off the screen. And now on to zeros, we've got number one, and I think probably the worst of the lot. They're not really in order, but hey. But yeah, he's a freaky looking dude. He reminds me a little bit, a little bit of the English version of The Office's Gareth Keenan. He's got that long, uh, I stay in a basement for extended periods of time. Uh, just this long, bony, gaunt face. And it's, you know, not that we're trying to physically just insult anyone's looks, but uh, if you're going to pick a white, nerdy mass shooter, then he'd be pretty high on the list. This deranged lunatic decided that it would be perfectly reasonable to shoot up a video game tournament because he lost. I thought the Pokemon Go incident where the father and son beat up a rival player was bad, but this complete and utter waste of oxygen, killed two young men in the prime of their life and injured 11 others with his pistol before turning it on himself. Apparently, Katz had been hospitalized twice due to mental illness and was prescribed medications to help with his illness. This, of course, no excuse for the wanton destruction he inflicted on the lives of so many others. Both the victims on the day, the older of the two, a father and the winner of last year's tournament. The ripple effect of the tragedy will of course carry on for years to come as grieving family and friends struggle to cope with their loss. The chilling video and audio from the incident is easily some of the worst I've heard since 9-11. The lingering image of the red dot laser sight landing on the smiling Eli Clayton's chest just before the picture cuts out and a rapid succession of shots are heard, following, are heard followed by screams will haunt me for the rest of time. Did I jump tenses there? Lands landing on his chest, picture cuts out, and a rapid succession of shots, followed by screams, will haunt me for, yeah, it's okay. The only mercy, and it is a small one, is that the killer saved the state some money and time by ending his own life. Ooh, edgy, but uh, I agree. I mean, otherwise he's just gonna sit in a cell like the guy that shut up the Batman theater and uh, just waste everyone's time and money. You can't fix that kind of crazy. So number two, Apple is a greedy, and I've just got a bunch of um, asshole, I think is what I'm trying to write, because I've got the A and the dollar sign and all that. We're trying to keep it sort of clean on this website, but uh, you know what I'm trying to say. 
onto a less murderous story, it's been reported widely in the last few months that a lot of people are not able to watch media that they've paid good money for. The main issue seems to be they downloaded the films in good faith from the Apple Store, a compatible app, and suddenly the movie is deleted from their personal library. This isn't a glitch. When customers get in touch, they are told that the studio is no longer offering the title as a digital download, and they are not entitled to a refund. The bottom line in all this is that Apple appears to be openly saying that if you buy a film on iTunes, you don't really own it at all. It may only stick around in your iTunes account for as long as the studio who really owns it decides it wants it to stick it. Wow, that's a mess. <laughs> ah, I think I noticed that while writing, but it may only stick around in your iTunes account for as long as the studio who really owns it decides it wants it to stick around in your iTunes account. Yeah, that's going to need some fixing. Alright, so let's try this again. I just chopped it down to it'll only stick around in your iTunes account for as long as the studio decides. They are also deciding... I got so far. <laughs> They're also downgrading films that were bought as 4K to HD. No warnings given. Just, yeah, that product you thought you paid for. If you get to watch it at all, it's not going to be as high quality as you thought. Just when you thought physical media was dead, this is a strong incentive to keep buying your favourite movies and TV on disc, just in case. Yeah, so that was pretty alarming reading. I didn't really get a lot of play. I didn't see it anywhere other than article that I read. You know, it didn't get shared around too much that I could see. But to me, it just... I mean, I don't really use iTunes. But if I did, I'd be pretty pissed off, considering how into my movies and films I am. Uh, Netflix does fine, mostly. I just finished watching uh, the entire series of Maniac, which is that one I mentioned last week with Emma. <laughs> one I thought was Lindsay Lohan. And I've completely... It's not Emma Watson. Christ. I've no brain for this kind of thing. No matter what time of day it is, like it's lunch now, you'd think I'd be all right. But, uh, nope. It's, I'm just going to have to Google it again. And now I can read all the spoilers. I'm not going to go off on that much of a tangent, but I've seen it all. And I shall give it a rating. It'll be a good solid eight, because I had a good time. There was a lot of comments I read that were like, this makes no sense. I don't understand that. I got a little lost in some of the episodes. It veers into Lynchian territory now and then. But Emma Stone, she kills it. Jonah Hill kills it. Not a huge amount of range, but the character he plays, it works. It's different to other characters he's played. Like, I don't think he's been anyone else like that in another series or, or movie. And, yeah, to be honest, there's one episode where he's like this weird German-slash-Norwegian high-pitched maniac. That's the right term for it. He doesn't go around killing anyone, but he's just... Wow. He play, He turns it right up to 11. So, yeah, I disregard what I said about range. This dude can act. And it's all well put together, and it's trippy. It's not quite a, a world I'd fall in love with, sci-fi-wise. Like, it's not a universe I'd want to kind of hang out in. Like, it's pretty much just like the early 90s with some weird robots that pick up dog poop. You know, that's about as cyber tech as it gets and people that sit on the train with you if you can't afford a ticket and just read out ads to you mod concepts there but um and these really cool drugs which makes everyone go a little bit nuts and live in a dreamland for a while which explains the david lynchian reference but uh yeah recommend that so you can pick up things like that on netflix for as long as it's on there that's the other problem with netflix is you're paying a monthly fee 
and they'll keep those shows on there as long as they decide and that's part of the bargain that you make with that devil it's understood from the beginning that not everything on there at the time you subscribe is going to stay on there forever if you really like the show and you want to watch it over and over again for the rest of your life you need to go to JB Hi-Fi and buy the thing but don't download it from iTunes because you will potentially lose it and there was something in the back of my mind I guess a distrust of purely on a cloud that you're not downloading it to your computer though in a way with iTunes you kind of are but they've got so much power over it that they can go in and delete it from your device I will not let you play it like this the product will be there it'll be taking up that much room but they'll remove the right for you to play it like to me that just yep nope not a fan when I really like something like Westworld or The Wire and a lot of other great shows I buy the thing I rarely go back and watch it but I could so that's the important part number three Trevor McSkillet Heitman in an act of cowardice and selfishness not too different from David D-Bag Katz above this former YouTube star drove his high-powered McLaren 650S into the oncoming lane killing a mother and her daughter uh, Eileen Pizarro and her daughter Ariana Pizarro 43 and 12 respectively they are survived by Ariana's two brothers and grandfather Eileen was a youth worker who focused on rescuing children from abusive homes she was also a huge fan of The Rock who tweeted in tribute to the fallen hero she should have been celebrated but was instead ripped from the world in a brutal death all because Trevor decided life was unfair unfair it's a good thing I always wanted to be a newsreader I think I've mentioned this before when I was young uh, doing this <laughs> is quite clearly proven that that wasn't ever really going to be an option but uh, I think I can still have some fun he'd recently been kicked off steam for by Valve for being involved in an illegal gambling operation which incorporated the murky scheme of setting up counter-strike games where you can win the new character skins of course the entire thing was rigged from the get-go it was a pure cash grab by this young fraudster if there is a hell this guy has been has reserved a window seat on the bus ride there and it's really not just him there's a whole bunch of guys that were doing this and all sorts of accusations floating around thankfully they didn't all rage quit and go out and drive into the oncoming traffic but yeah fuck this guy most of all number four philip Mewson, and it's spelt f-i-l-i-p until recently this young journalist was a star on the rise working his way up through the ranks of online journalism both on youtube with the website ign with his latest promotion being elevated from a contributor to editor for nintendo games unfortunately for philip someone with an eye for detail spotted a few eerie similarities between his last video review and another lesser known youtuber's review boomstick gaming posted a short and punchy video detailing the highs and lows of the game called dead cells a few days later IGN had the same game up on its site with a remarkably similar review. Entire sections were lifted chapter and verse from the much smaller channel's video. Awkward. As soon as the comparisons were made public by fans, IGN acted quickly, first removing the review in question, then all content reproduced by Mr. Mewson. Plagiarism is damaging enough when it's an unknown cribbing from the greats. But it looks so much worse when one of the leading gaming websites has content that rips mu- off much smaller competitors. Yeah, sometimes I can write, and other times I come back and I'm like, yeah, that that's just awful. Do I fix it? <laughs> I think it was a little bit in how I read it. I had to know how to come into it. 
and when you're reading it in your head it's probably not so bad so let me try again silently yeah no it's still bad all right how about this plagiarism is horrible enough when it's an unknown writer cribbing from a famous author but the optics become much worse when one of the leading gaming websites appears to be promoting content that rips off their much smaller competitors thankfully the situation was rectified quickly and it's a lesson learned the hard way for this young scribe so that's all right i'll stick with that I've got number five, this Tinkerbell cosplayer. Unfortunately, he remains nameless for now, but fellow passenger Dan May has plenty to say about him. Our flight to Krakow hasn't taken off yet because a man dressed as Tinkerbell has threatened to cut everyone up. He added, armed police have shown up. One officer has adjusted the man's wings, which seems like an important detail for some reason. Another passenger who wishes to remain anonymous said the man appeared to be drunk, was given several chances to behave by a cabin crew and was escorted off the flight and forced to sober up before catching a later flight. Come on, Tinkerbell. Maybe resist the pre-flight piss-up next time and you won't give hard-working fairies around the world a bad name. Yeah, see? That was cute. Uh, now on to showbiz news. The Watchmen are back. Uh, there's some spacing I need to do there, but I can do that uh, later on. Damon Lindelhoff of Lost Fame is the showrunner behind this upcoming a comic book adaptation. To be screened on HBO, this exciting production will feature the, a whole bunch of talented performers, including Regina King, Irons, Don Johnson, Tim Blake, Louis Gossett Jr. Some of those I'm like, they're still alive. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. All right, to be honest, I haven't heard of all of them and a whole bunch of other ones. No idea who they're playing yet, but as soon as more info comes in, we'll have it. Oh, Doom Patrol, I put elsewhere which I should really add like that'll be that should be the next thing after that the watchmen are back I, I could have come up with a punchier headline to be honest I probably could have included the watchman article in the thing about Doom Patrol and Titans now watchman's kind of its own little world so we'll leave them alone DC Universe to be exact both shoes sorry I include the title Doom Patrol and Titans take on the universe DC Universe to be exact both shows are exclusive to the new streaming service and exist in their own continuity outside the Arrowverse shows over on CW. This is due to rights issues. And we're perfectly fine with that, given how cheesy and family-friendly the Greg Belanti world is. The showrunners behind this new breed of darker, edgier heroes will hopefully have free reign to take the necessary steps to do these characters justice. Given the recent trailer for Titans, I'm hopeful. I'm not so sure when Australia will get the chance to see the new shows, but sci-fi has expressed interest, so if you have Foxtel or know how to get around the BitTorrent firewall of Australia, then you might be in luck. Now, I thought I had more on that, but yeah, I didn't include the fact that you've got Brendan Fraser is back. So, right, so how's this? Uh, among the actors featured in Doom Patrol, one getting a lot of attention is Brendan Fraser of the Mummy fame. He's been out of the limelight for a while, and even since his voice being used, I can almost guarantee he'll be stealing every scene he's in as Robot Man. The Last Starfighter returns. Hopefully, this is very vague. But apparently, a new script is being penned with help from Rogue One scribe Gary Witter. Nick Castle won't be returning to the director's chair, but he did have this to say. Uh, hopefully, I'll help out in the background. We'd love to do that. It's so ready. The 80s, of course, are being mined by everything. It's like the last thing that has not gotten remade or had a sequel. I'd love to see that continue on. So would I. It's a firm favourite growing up, so would really tick all those nostalgia feels given even willow is being given a sequel 
This really is the last property to be exploited by the studios. Or did I miss something? What would you want to see rebooted or picked up where it left off? Hey, I've, uh, it's a bit of a call to action there. Let's see if it uh, gets any responses. I don't know where they would leave them. <laughs> like, you can leave comments on the website. I should probably put a poll on the Facebook page, though, because that's where everyone is. Anyway, Guardians put on hold. Not only has Gunn been sent packing by the suits at Disney, but production on the third film in the franchise itself has been shut down. So it's slated to be wrapped in 2019 with pre-production beginning soon. All that has now been thrown out the window by those same suits at Disney. Doors were closed on warehouses and crew were released from contracts. The party, at least for now, is over. The only saving grace is that at least is that the last two made so much money that they basically have to please the shareholders and make another. If the actors stay on board and the script is kept as close to James Gunn's as possible, then it still has a chance of fulfilling its potential as a fitting farewell to one of the greatest crew of misfits of all time. Into the middle now, Batman gets his junk out. Yes, you heard that right. A new DC comic features the might Nighty Dark Knight's turgid member, albeit in silhouette. The controversial first issue doubles as the first exposure of DC's Black Label, a brand new imprint aimed at mature readers. Batman damned. Lucky collectors who snapped up the first print run will be running all the way to the bank as future reprints will censor the rod of justice and it's already been erased digitally from the online comics. Upcoming titles to be given the Black Label treatment include Superman and the One and Wonder Woman. We can only guess what revealing directions they will take us in. Let's hope the story matches the attention getting artwork. Of course, Disney slowing their roll on Star Wars, unfortunately. The biggest brands at Disney is arguably Star Wars, which has followed a one a movie year schedule of late. Addressing criticism that a movie a year might be too many, CEO Bob Iger seemed to agree. I made the timing decision. Ah, that's my housemate. And as I look back, I think the mistake that I made, I take the blame, was a little too much, too fast. You can expect some slowdown, but that doesn't mean we're not going to make films. With Solo being the first movie not to meet box office expectations, we all know what got Bob spooked. With episode 9 on the way, it may be some time till we see another standalone movie grace our screens after that. Boba Fett is still happening though, right? Right? Telltale Games is become The Walking Dead. No one was more surprised than those at the coalface when CEO Pete Hawley announced the closure of the company at a staff-wide meeting. Given no severance pay and only nine days of health coverage before they were out in the rain, with the 30 employees let go the year before. At least one employee had just moved across the country with his family to join the company and another from the other side of the world. Both are now completely stranded. No job. Yeah, that's not much fun for anyone. The awful way that the company has handled its demise has attracted a lot of media attention and emboldened groups who push for video game developers, coders and artists to unionise. If nothing else good comes from this, let it at least be a move towards workers organising themselves a little better. As hard as that might be in the United States of America, it simply has to happen for the industry to be sustainable. Not that we can talk with Team Bondi suffering from semi-accusations before it finally went anti-clockwise down the drain. Well, on that cherry note, that's this edition of Beyond the Con done and dusted. With those Comic Con Sydney fast approaching, there's going to be plenty more to talk about. So stay tuned for my post-con review and all the incoming cosplay pics on our Facebook page. Peace out, super fans. If that works, I think I've still got to add a couple of images at the end there. I'm pretty happy with how that went. I'm going to go off now. 
hang out the washing, drive to the one job I have to do today, grab some lunch, and then come back home. By that time, it'll probably be close to four o'clock. I'll wrap this article up, post it, start on the rest of the things I have to do, namely, God knows what I'm going to write about Oz Comic Con. I couldn't find any online evidence <laughs> of who won. I know it's a, the Dingo ate my cosplay, uh, and she had a really great winning entry, but I'm sure they have more awards than that. Like there was Doug Mars Warhammer suit. He got something like best effects. God knows where that is. I, I can't see anything on the Oz Comic Con website other than the guests that they had. Uh, I didn't manage to pick up one of the magazines I forgot on the way out. That's what I wanted to go back in and get. I went out to say goodbye to the older son on Sunday. Ended up walking them up the road a bit and that was it. No, I still had half an hour. Almost got back in, but then there was these three gorgeous Dalmatians being uh, towed around by a lovely older chap and he decided to get photos with the Predator and a bunch of other friends. So I just hung out with them for a while and suddenly it was six o'clock. So I raced home in time to do the late fill for a uh, generator that was sitting at St. Mary's. Of course, by the time I got there, it was gone. No warning, no message, just an empty alleyway, which is always good because uh, I still get paid a little bit, but it was frustrating in that I would have rather just gone straight home and had some dinner. And I had a run with the Hungry Jacks (laughs) where I did end up having dinner because apparently it's... I've worked out what's going on. The company stores don't do refills. That's what he told me. Because I was all like, what, I have to pay for another drink? What is this witchcraft? And uh, he said, yeah, the only one left really doing that at the moment. There's two. Actually, it's Auburn. And thankfully, the one in Northern Beaches, which is just off Monavale Road, I believe. That's because they're a franchise. So they can do what they want. Whereas McDonald's, they just don't do it at all, ever. I remember rumours or seeing a photo of some place that opened up with a refill station. I uh, don't think that's going to go anywhere. It just cost them too much money. There was an extra $4 I had to throw down for my large Coke on the way out. And I was like, oh, oh, oh you're killing me here. And even the really cute little vouchers that they give out, at, uh, it's like an A4 size sheet full of all these awesome deals. That's going the wayside. Today is the last day that my uh, voucher sheet will work anywhere. After that, it's going all in the app, which I've been using already for a little bit. You have to shake it a little bit like the Monopoly thing on the McDonald's app. But of course, the Hungry Jacks one will last forever. But yeah, they don't really offer you that great of a deal. It's just like, yeah, you can have a Sunday for maybe about half price. And I never get Sundays or some other item that I'd probably never buy uh, for slightly cheaper than usual, rather than the awesome deals that they do on the voucher. Uh, hopefully... They mix it up a bit more and because you got to take whatever little wins you can get in this life and <laughs> my amazing Hungry Jack deals are one of those wins that I would just sort of give me a little bit of a spring in my step and I'm like well I had a shitty morning but at least well hey I get two burgers for the price of one that I shouldn't really be eating when you sit down and you've been running flat chat for five hours that can make all the difference so that's this episode of Solid 60, I'll hopefully be back on here in a couple of hours to talk about the Comic-Con. And then again, at the end of the week, I'm going to be doing it on Banana Split. And at that point, I'll have Peter and Jaden. You get too many more people than that, it just gets confusing. 
I did want, I do like having Ferrugia on if he can get a little loud. Always great at doing these amazing voices and has interesting things to say. He's just been busy lately. I was supposed to see him at the convention. Didn't see him around. For now, I'm off. Thank you for listening. Sorry for all the rambling. I did mean to go on about the thing with the WordPress issue. I think what ultimately happened, I'm not sure I finished this story. Essentially, the other editor came back today when it was working and said, no, that wasn't me. It just does that after 24 hours or basically overnight it resets. You've always known this. It's always been that way, which of course is completely untrue. And I double checked with my other two kind of uh, contributors that I know have been around since day one. And uh, they both confirmed that no one's ever heard of this before. It's always been like a back and forth with whoever's doing the admin. It used to be Matthew, now it's someone else. And they have never mentioned this before, ever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it would have saved so much trouble if on Friday they just said, yeah, it's going to reset tomorrow. Don't worry about it. And then I wouldn't have been feeling guilty about hassling to get it set up so I could post the article sooner. But... The point is, I know that now, and hopefully in the future that is the case. That if it does lock me out for some reason, I come back on 24 hours later, and I'm good. So that that's better. I'm I'm happy with that. We won't need whoever this person is. That's just at the moment, even though they're kind of paying. The last time we had to pay for the yearly server fee, they did take care of that. I would have happily pitched in like I did the year before. But it wasn't asked for, given the way things were, I didn't rock the boat. If that's the one thing they want to do, then I'm not going to, again, I'll let that float on by and just do what I can do. And again, thanks for listening. Feedback is always welcome. But till then, uh, peace out and have a solid 60.